0: Have you ever been knocked down and found it hard to get up? Have you ever been knocked down and bounced back to come back even stronger? Hi, I'm Gaurav Bhagat and you can call me GB. And welcome to the Smash bashed, yet not dashed podcast. A fortnightly podcast where I speak about persistence, perseverance and overcoming the odds to come out ahead. Right. So good evening. And today is the 14th of Feb. It's also Valentine's Day. And I have with me a very, very special guest on the Smash Bash Yet Not Dash podcast, because it is is a second Sunday and we always do podcasts on second Sunday. And today I want to introduce a very special guest. And this is uh, Payal Agarwal. Uh, Pyle and I actually met, it was on the 30th of May, 2019. And I was speaking at Uh, we work and uh, she was one of the people in the audience and and that's where I was talking and that's where we really met for the first time and uh, it's been it's been fantastic to see Pyle's journey to see what Pyle's all about where she's come from and first of all and before we move any further welcome Pyle to the smash-bashed yet not dashed podcast.
1: Thank you so much Gaurav it's a privilege to be here today.
0: Lovely. So while you have an inspirational story and I've had um, the honor and the privilege to know a little bit of your backstory as well. So if you jump you know, straight into this, being the Smash Bash Yet Not That po- dashed Podcast, everyone has a moment where in their lives they have been smashed and, and bashed. So what was your smashed bashed moment? And maybe if you just want to elaborate a little bit on that, so that becomes um, a, bla- a backstory for um, our listeners.
1: Sure, Gaurav, I'll start there. And I would say I was not lucky to have one smashed bad, bad story. So I call it not lucky instead of asking taking it as something which is bad luck, because for me, it has happened thrice in life. So I've been now working for 22 years. And this situation came to me twice. So it all started very early on. I mean, I was uh, a very young mother at the age of almost 19. And before that, when I lost my first child, for me, the world actually smashed then because I never saw doors to a college in my life. And uh, for me, all it meant was being in a ma- marriage and in a family. But when I d- that happened, I thought my life was over at the age of 19. You're not seeing anything else. But it changed there on. So from there, I actually got an opportunity to run my own school for nine years. It was a big moment after not being seen those to a college. And from there, you're running your own educational institute for nine years. And at the same time, the institute was ranked amongst the 10 schools of out of 250 branches that it had. So that was one moment I would say I came out, I was smashed, but then I came out of it. But as we see, life doesn't continue the similar way. Uh, in 2009, this, again, it happened after 2000 when we started this. In 2009, the entire school franchisee, which I was running, they decided to close their operations all over India because the owners, they decided they'll shift out of the country because the children Wow, I was like, wow, man, I gave it nine years and I thought i will start it there. Right. And it was like suddenly when you're at the peak of it, I thought I'll continue it without the franchisee, but there was no option. So nine years of hard work and it all went into vain. So that was another moment it happened. Now what to do again? I mean, I thought, now what? Because it was not that I had a degree and I would just walk into some place and say, okay, let me get a job. Then I decided, okay, being being a woman, I mean, first skill that we learn is cooking. And uh, the way to a man's heart is always through his stomach as we were taught. So I decided I cook well. So I decided to get into a restaurant of my own. And it was again like, okay, let me start. So we started very small. I just started with a small cafe chain, which was like serving more of coffee and sandwiches in the beginning. That started in 2010. And in three years with the first branch, it was actually a chain. So I had four of them. So from one to two and three and four, it was a nice chain and everything was set up. But comes the smashed moment again. As I told you that I've been lucky to have such moments multiple times in my life. And then what happened was, as we know, the government laws changed. I mean, sometimes it's demonetization, sometimes it's GST. So some laws changed in the food industry. And because of which, at the night, I mean, on night of, I would say it was around 30th of April, I sleep closing shutters of four of my branches. And the second day morning, when we pick up the newspaper, the news there is you cannot open the cafes again. So it was like a devastating moment because after four years, five years, again, when I thought my life was in place. It all ended. But uh, yes, I came out again from that. And that's when I started this journey. So it has been continuing from uh, there.
0: Wow. And so, I was only absolutely. aware of oh, one moment, and you've already mentioned uh, three. I think you ought to be writing a, a book called Smash Bash, Yet Not Dashed uh, as well. That's just fantastic. And thank you so much uh, you know for sharing that. And if I take you to back, if I would take you back to those times, um, What were those few things that you really held on to and you said, okay, everything's crumbling, everything's falling around me, but I need to still push forward, I need to still carry on. So what were some of those things that you really relied on and what are the things that saw you through in what were even your darkest days?
1: So, uh, Gaurab, I was always very fond of reading and because I had to, uh, my education got a stop, full stop very early on and I was very fond of reading. So, I used to always read and then I came across this one beautiful quote where it said that if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but keep moving. And only if we keep moving, we are going to make sure that we are going ahead in the game. So that's exactly what I did. So whether it was the venture of the school that I started, so I did not let my personal education be the barrier to it. I instead went on, took trainings of administration and different trainings. I would get and hop on to different training events like that's how I met you. So that has been my way ahead that what I don't know, I can learn. So that to start is the crawling moment, but then that's how we learn to fly. So that's one very important thing that I always continue to uh, believe in. And second thing is I'm a very firm believer of universe and the people. And I would say that the you know tribe that we hang around with, because we don't know, there might be a, a people who are playing with us and there might be people who are praying for us. So I think that's how these are the two beliefs that actually kept me going always.
0: Right, I love that, and I think two such amazing insights for the listeners that always stay in action. Don't be bogged down, and and as you mentioned, right? If you can't fly, you run. If you can't run, you walk. If you can't walk, you crawl. I think I think that's such an amazing insight that always stay in action. Always keep moving. Just always focus on taking the next step and moving forward. And I think the other thing that you touched upon, which is lovely, is where you spoke about your peer groups and are these people playing with you or are they praying for you i thought that was fantastic as well and agreed so so true tell me at this time i mean of course yes you are taking these steps yes you are moving forward but did you actually start to doubt yourself at any point saying that is this really gonna get better or is there no comeback from here so was there ever any doubt that had that came in your mind or were you pretty confident that you know this too shall pass
1: so what you see today i would say Delete old memories of me and update. Like we update our phones and apps because what pile was before and what I am today, I think sometimes I fail to recognize myself. I was one person who was always so full of self-doubt. I used to always look at the darker side of the light, that why me, why me? That was the question I always had. No, but you know, it happened with me. So I would say just when the restaurant thing got shattered and I was like, I had planned a beautiful Europe trip for myself for one month. And I was so desperate and so de- done up with life. My decision was, I'm going to come back and I'm going to end this life because I cannot take it anymore. So I was so fed up of my life that I was like, okay. But before that, as you know, that the Bollywood movies, we are so inspired by Jasimran, Jeelay Apne Zindagi type. So i had actually planned that for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, Gaurav, it was on one side, I was actually planning a trip. But on the other side, I know what was going on in my heart. I mean, I feel nostalgic to feel that moment now. But that one month of trip in Europe actually changed my entire perception. And there there was one girl, I would definitely want to give her credit on the screen as well. Mm-hmm. So she was a young girl called Masha and she was in Slovenia, actually. So I met her in Ljubljana and I was couch surfing with her. A young girl could be around 17 years of age. And as the culture there in the West goes, they don't stay with their families once they're 16 plus and they live by themselves. Right. So I stayed with her two nights and I used to see that girl used to come exhausted from work, come up home, and she was looking living in a nice one bedroom flat. But she would come home how tired she was, she would make herself a nice pot of tea. Now, for us Indians, how do we do? Okay, if we have to have a tea, we'll just go pour it in the cup, bring it, sip it, done. She would actually get her best tea accessories down, mm-hmm. a teapot, and you know, really brew it in style, put up light up a nice candle, and she would do that. So the first day I thought, I thought, okay, maybe because I was a guest, she was doing this special gesture. Next day, again, she did it in the morning. She actually laid a good breakfast layout for herself. I could not resist myself on the evening that day when she again brought another nice teapot and she was making the tea. And I just went on asking her, I said, Masha, I mean, you could actually make a tea right from the counter on the kitchen and bring it instead of bringing so much down. And then you have to go and wash and put them back. Right. Part of this statement, and whoever the listener is, I would request you, if you don't believe in it, believe in it now. She told me one statement. So my question to her was, Masha, why do you do this every day? She said, if I don't love myself, I can't expect anybody else to love me. Right. So I'll repeat the statement. She said that if I can't love myself, nobody else will love me ever. You know, that statement actually changed my perception. I said, why was I actually doubting myself? So I was, I would say I was not in love with myself till then, but that very moment I decided that come whatever me, I mean, I will stand for myself. And if I stand for myself, I'm sure people will start standing for me. So Gaurav, that was one trip, one moment where I decided to end it all. It actually began it all from there. Uh-huh. So that was one uh, life-changing moment for me. That's when I actually came back and started a new venture again.
0: Yeah. Awesome and, and thank you for that share and that venture was then uh, the tea venture is that uh, what you finally pursued Absolutely. yeah and, and just for the listeners and every time pile would introduce herself in the early days of knowing her she would always say I'm I'm a I'm a chai wali and she would always she always downplays it and I know for sure that she's going to be a tea pioneer who will definitely go out and and revolutionize the industry and how tea is seen globally I already see. A lot of those kind of moves are happening at her end and but yeah amazing to see how that really happened so tell me about some other key people who came into your lives into your life at different points and actually went and and set the trajectory for who you are today so who are some of the other influencers who really come in and and influenced you to take the path that you're currently on So
1: I would say like we always say the personal side and the professional side of it. So first, I will definitely give credit to my personal family. So there's no doubt that we give credit to our parents. That definitely is there. But more than my parents, I would say it's my father-in-law that I owe it all. Mm -hmm. So the school that I told you about that I started, it was my father-in-law who actually said that, okay, you you need to start the school. So I was like, I'm not a graduate myself. Do you think I can do it? He said, I believe in you. So I always, so I say that one, I would say he actually planted that seed that day. And from there, the journey has been here. So definitely, I give a lot of credit to him and definitely all my friends and well-wishers. Now, when it goes to the professional career, I think uh, people keep coming to your life. uh, Once we have good vibes and if we believe in good things happening, we attract people. So when I started the food business, the restaurant thing so I just started it you know out of love that okay just because I cook in the kitchen doesn't mean I can run a restaurant it wasn't that easy it might sound very easy after I made it to four branches but then on day one it wasn't right. so what happened was I was and so I hope the listeners know all this that I'm talking is I was in the uh, small town of Siliguri till then I had not moved into Gurgaon so what was happening is, okay, I was struggling. Okay, morning to evening, nothing was happening. And sitting there, I actually connected to a guy in South Africa. His name was Alan Christopher. And he was very, very instrumental in creating all the Morias, ITC Morias in India. So that's when, so when I, I reached out to him. So one thing that I always believe when I go reach out to people, whether it's through LinkedIn or whether it's through Facebook, connects wherever I can. I reached out to him and I told him that okay, this is what I do. He said, "So how he used to." So when I said I he tried to pronounce it, and he Mm -hmm. still calls it Mm "sillygory." So he, so this is how. So he could not even pronounce. He used to always, even today, he's a great mentor. And they said, "Oh, you are that sillygory from in Mm -hmm. Nizamgiri." So that's how it happened. But you know what he did? He actually came to my town. He gave me. All the training, I would say the synopsis of the entire hospitality training in one and a half month. So he taught me about the 10 commandments of the hospitality industry, which we need to follow. Like when we do the sales training with you, you give us the different steps that we need to follow. So similarly, he gave me that. So the, he's another person that I would say, all mm-hmm. this I'm talking about. So there are many more people. I mean, I'm, I might not be remembering all names. And then Gaurav, when it comes to the tea thing, and when I moved into Gurgaon, so I just came here without knowing a single soul. That's it happened. And not that because I'm on your podcast and you know it very well that I, I consider you my mentor and you've actually changed my life a lot. So that date, 30th of May, 2019, for me is a very, very important date. I just went to that event thinking, okay, I had nothing to do, so I ended up there. Mm-hmm. But then when I heard you and I heard you speak everything, I said, yes, actually, it has to be like... So after that... So I have this uh, one uh, tip that I always say. I say one tip on my lip is be 10x. So uh, you are there. And so that's how people carry on. And right now, as uh, so I have Adra Haju's who's mentoring me. So Adra is a woman. I think it's like we would look at Ofra Winfrey and Adra Hajj, and we would think that someday we can actually talk to them. So I feel privileged that now she's guiding me and taking me ahead to my international journey. So there are many more people. I mean, your evening will go away if I start counting course, the number of, of mentors and blessed that I am with good people around me.
0: Yeah. And I will just go on and say this as well, that amongst the thousands of people that I've actually worked with over the course of the last three years, I think you're probably in the in the top one percentile, both in terms of reaching out to learn new things. And obviously, I think more importantly, implement, because many people go and they pick up a lot of things, but they don't really do too much uh, with it. So I think hats off to the initiatives that you take and when you learn something you definitely go and execute it's not only about consumption it's also about creation so I think that definitely is one of your strengths so going back to failure how big a role has failure and reinvention played in your life so love to have your insights on that as well
1: so I think uh, when we say that we need to be awake and we need to sleep both are equally important if I only sleep 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 and if I don't wake up I cannot achieve anything. Similarly, I think failure and success both go hand in hand. So I say that it's a yin and the yang relationship, because if we only see success, 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 it doesn't mean anything to us. And only it's the failures that actually get us ready for the next step. So I would say failure is actually uh, not a failure. It is a journey. It is a lesson that we have learned how to make it bigger the next time. Because if I'm already successful and if I'm already contented with what I have now will be no more aspirations so I think failure is something for me I think it is something which motivates me to dream bigger yep. and it makes me all the more aspirational so mm-hmm. like Elon Musk always say the only stress that I have is oh god I have so much more to achieve and I am so much more better so I think that's the stress that failure has learned me to take so and it's a good stress
0: agree with you 100% over there thank you for sharing that Tell me about fears and perhaps past baggage also. So is there any fear that you still carry and something that you struggle to overcome from time to time?
1: Uh, of course, yes. So I know it's a public platform, but then I'm sure this is going to reach out to many women around there. And I don't feel shy in sharing this at all. So I've been a single parent for the last 14 years and coming from a very, very small town. So being single has been a fear being re- because it is the fear of being rejected is the fear of being judged. So that is a fear. So I'm sure when women listen, hear me, there'll be so many single moms as well. And otherwise also, it's not important whether you're a parent or not a parent. Today, Gaurav, don't take it as an offense, but even today, although there's so much of reservation that has been given to us women, we get a lot of privilege. But even today, there's a lot of discrimination that is there for us. Even today, as we know, the CEO's job, if you look at it, it's only the top 3% that goes to the women. because we are always being judged okay if, if she's not married tomorrow when she gets married she'll have a family and maybe she'll not be able to focus on it so how hard we work how much multitasking we do and how much we try to keep things at pay there is there and so for me it was a little extra so that was always there at the same time I mean I used to always have FOMO so I always had the fear of missing out but because there was so much i had to do whether it was in terms of my personal growth whether it was in terms of taking care of my child whether it was in terms of expansion of my business so it was always like while this is left this is left this is left but i would not say i'm ahead of it completely or i'm over it completely but yes over a period of time i've tried to actually take it a little easy for myself so that is a lot there and uh, Although I always say that I'm not a feminist and I say that a woman cannot do anything without the man's support because it's the infrastructure that was like, today I'm here on this podcast. You being a man, you've selected me to speak my journey. So it's your support that takes us where we are. But at the same time, we still go through a lot of challenges. So yes. that fear is always there that... In the tea industry as well, we say that nepotism is there in Bollywood. So the first question that when I go and I present to a big company or anything, and although I was born in Darjeeling and being from that area, the first question that I'm always asked is, so whose daughter are you? Or who is your father-in-law? I said, I'm sorry, I don't have a tea dad. Does Mm -hmm. that stop me from being a tea preneur? so those are the kind of challenges
0: we face for yeah i don't know i know we've had deliberations uh, you know and conversations on this before and you've always asked what will be you know like your why or what will be your true purpose and i always i have this feeling that in due course you are going to be a champion you know for women and women's causes Uh, i I truly believe that's going to happen for you in due course and i think it's definitely you know women empowerment and Helping women from smaller towns, perhaps even people who just haven't been able to go out there and reach their true potential. I really see that being one of the paths of many that you're going to take in years to come. Your thoughts, how do you see this playing out? Do you see yourself being a champion for women um, in due course?
1: So, Gaurav, I won't say being a champion for women because I always consider that I'm as equal to every other woman right there, and every other woman right there is just same to me. It's just that. Maybe my journey is a little ahead in the game. Like I see the other women who are uh, up there, their journey has been a little ahead in the game. So it's just that maybe we achieved it a little faster, but each one of us are going to reach there. So Mm -hmm. I won't call it as a champion-champion thing, but yes, definitely, as I've always mentioned it to you also, that I definitely want to reach out to the people there because when I was in Siliguri, I know I had to do... So it's like you have to actually do so much of breaking the barriers, it is not easy. You have to be ready to take all the criticism and everything when you are doing something out of the box. So similarly, so what I would definitely like to do in times to come is do something definitely in terms of how I could share my journey and maybe how to just show them away. Like that lady there, she taught me one statement, that love yourself first. So similarly, now... I'll take an example here, like which I always, I think I'm very good at one thing is time management. Mm -hmm. There are times you might be late to reach somewhere or generally I'm always on time, but then you coordinate. So this is one thing that I consider as my strength. Even after I moved to Gurgaon, like, you know, I actually make it to my meetings from Gurgaon to Noida on time. So when we talk of time management, we have had multiple lessons from you in the SWGB course also on time management. I would, uh, you know, see it with a little bit of a twist. Because see, when we talk of the Laura Vadakam 168 hour goal planner, as a man, you can just schedule in 30 minutes for your lunch there. Correct. Okay, you come home, either the lunch is ready and you can get it done. But for us women, it doesn't work that way. So, first, I need to, so before having my lunch, I need to look into the fact how that lunch is coming to the table. So, right from my grocery to the cooking and then has my son eaten, has my family eaten, if you have a husband, have my husband eaten? So there are a couple of things. So the time management skills for a man and a woman doesn't work. So I would like to definitely take up maybe your modules and make it a little twist and deliver it to the woman. And yes, that's exactly the why, because the journey that I came through, if I can make sure that if somebody can walk this path without going through the challenges I had to, I would feel my life had a purpose and I made some significance in the
0: world. Yeah, I love that. And uh, you've always you've always called yourself a, a small town girl, even though Siliguri is now becoming a pretty big town. I keep I keep visiting there often. I see that how it's growing. But yes, definitely a small town India, which has actually grown and comes to do so. And a lot of your success has come through dogged persistence and putting in the work. I also feel that a lot of times people from smaller towns, small town India have certain limiting beliefs that they can't do what you know people can do in the larger cities and, and all of that. So your advice and your thoughts for people who are coming from smaller towns, smaller town India, and people who just who set these limiting beliefs upon themselves that we can't or we're not as good as, as our cousins in the larger towns and the larger cities.
1: Well, here, what I would like to say is it is like, okay, because what will happen if we try to do it, we will at least learn how to do it. If we don't achieve it the first time, we will try it the next time. Yeah. And worst to worst, what can happen we, if we move into a bigger city, if we try to do it? I mean, consider everything changes. For example, if we talk of expenses, because at the end of the day, we say nothing works without vitamin M. So exactly. when we talk of uh, vitamin M, what happens? If my expense in my small town was, let's say, 50K a month, when we move to a metro, it becomes maybe 150K a month. What will happen? I will try to make sure that I can survive and I can make up to that expense of 150K. But what worst can happen if I cannot match it, I can always go back to my 50K and survive there. But at least when I try to do it, whatever I have learned here in the journey, I'm one step ahead from the others who were there while I was trying here. So this is what I believe. And I have had my limiting beliefs for a small thing. Like, okay, while I was doing my Europe trip, I drove all across Europe for Mm -hmm. one month. Mm-hmm. And I've been driving for so many years now. But when I came to Gurgaon, and you know that, so I think the fear is not within, it is more outside. It is from what we let our mind be fed from the people around us. Right. So whatever we hear, we make a perception. So I was always told, yeah, Delhi Gurgaon mein is by next to impossible. You just can't drive. And actually that happened, Gaurav, for a year and a half, I dare not think of buying a car in Gurgaon. Right. So I thought, I just can't do it. So, you know, those are the kind of limiting beliefs, yes, we have, but to all my friends who are listening to this, I would say, just take the first step in faith and the rest will all follow. And the universe will automatically bring in people to connect. I mean, and with my life in that instance, I can take multiple examples. The minute I start thinking, as we say, where focus goes, energy flows. The minute I start putting my focus on that particular thing, so it might sound like too much of beliefs around energy and universe. But it has helped me and I can only speak what has worked for me.
0: Oh, 100%. And I appreciate you sharing now on that so openly. And the other thing I believe that what the entire, you know, the COVID situations actually taught us is that it's okay to downsize. It's okay to move out of the bigger cities, go back to the smaller towns. I mean, so many friends have actually, not only in India, but even globally, have moved away from the large cities of New York and London and Paris and Delhi and Bombay. And they've gone back to smaller towns and using technology and everything else they're making it work. So I think it's just about overcoming the barriers that we really set upon ourselves.
1: Very true. And well, while you're saying this, I mean, I uh, so these are not, these are statements we all must have heard. But then sometimes what happened when we re-hear the same statement, we have to reiterate things to ourselves sometimes. So, you know, as we say that, it's just that because we try and make our wants so big, that the wants, there's a difference that we need to see between the wants and the dreams. And we think yeah. that we are dreaming big, but ideally we are wanting big, so instead of wanting big, we need to dream big. so you know your that statement I think fits in very aptly here so if we if we have less wants, we'll be less scared of being you know rejected or losing the game because we never lose it. So this is what I feel that we need to differentiate between our wants and needs and dreams ideally,
0: yeah. Yeah, awesome. Another thing that I've seen a lot over the course of the last few years, and it's only being accentuated, and it's only getting bigger and, you know, badder in a way, is also the number of people who've been facing a lot of stress in their relationships. And just your thoughts to especially women who are, you know, either in not a very happy marriage, not a, in a very good space with their spouse or significant others, and are still just... You know, struggling with it and and just coping with it so any thoughts or any advice that you'd like to give out to people such as that
1: yes my advice here is only one thing don't be in the relationship just to please the society don't be in that relationship because you want to wear the tag that okay you are married because being divorced or being single is a stigma even today how much modern we have become we are living with technology every day But even today, we take it as a stigma. So first thing is never be in the relationship only for the society. So if you have to actually start thinking from the brain, like when we start thinking about the society, we are thinking from the brain. So I think anything that we need to think from the brain is not right. So what our heart says, we need to follow that. And about the relationships, I always say that, including my husband. See, we moved on in life 14 years ago. But even today, there were so many years that I actually held a lot of grudge against him in my heart. And till I was holding that grudge, I was right there on that day. I could never move ahead. So the day I let it go, I mean, I have no grudge today. If he comes right in front of me and of everything in the world, Can I ever be enough grateful to him for blessing me with a beautiful child? Mm -hmm. And I feel that no human being is wrong. See, we all are God's child and we all are equal. Every human has some good qualities. But it's just that that situation, that environment makes us a little uncomfortable with each other. So I would say that A is don't be in the relationship only to please the society. Please yourself. And second is if it is not working, it's better to be far and friends than to be together as an enemies. And it's okay. I mean, now we are much ahead, and it's not like back in the 18th and the 19th centuries where people were not accepting. Now the people understand as well. And if it doesn't, if nobody understands, it, it's okay. I mean, I have. I would say, Gaurav, here one thing that I learned is, like I was talking about once and dream. Here I'll talk about being alone and lonely. Right. I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. So there are these words are very small words, but then we kind of always overlap them. And when we understand the difference between these, life becomes very simple. So I would say it wasn't easy. I mean, today I can talk on an open platform publicly being divorced and raising a child on my own. There were were years I would not go to any social event because I thought the minute I walk in, people would, the world doesn't have the time. we think that the world only has the time to talk about us no so that's my advice to everybody I mean yes definitely the first thing is we all must try and make our relationships work nothing more beautiful than having a family but if it doesn't work it's okay to move on that's what I would say
0: oh I agree 100% with you there too and as we come to the concluding uh, last few questions something that you're really proud of Okay, something that you're really proud of, but not too many people apart from your inner circle really know. So something that you'd like to share, That's something that, okay, Pyle's really proud of and and not too many people outside the inner circle really know of.
1: So something that I'm proud of and not many people know about me, I would like to say is, okay, I have a plan where I can actually retire at 45 and I know I'm going to do that. And at the same time, this is a lot of people know it as well. So I'm really proud of the fact that I'm not even 40 and I have a son who's 18. So when my friends were actually uh, going through the different, I would say, parties, times and the good times, I was actually raising my child and working hard in business that time. So I have learned a lot of midnight oils. Mm -hmm. And as we say that if we don't sacrifice something, I mean, we need to let that party go to make sure that my work happens. So I've done that enough. So I always say that I would like to plan my retirement at 45 and I still have six years for that. And I know Gaurav. And after that, I'll come to you and I'll say, Gaurav, help me launch that program, which I would like to launch for women entrepreneurs. So yes, uh-huh. I am very much on my plan. And in the next six years, because my son would have graduated from his college and then yes, I can actually take a retirement at 45.
0: I love that. So you're you're one person who is just so good at following through and making things happen. So what are some of those daily habits or some of those things that are inbuilt into your routine which are non-negotiable and that you always do and that others would do well to bring into their lives and routines as well?
1: Okay, so people might think I'm crazy with a lot of my friends tell me. So Gaurav, although we uh, learned that in your training always, the BSU method. So I've always been following that BSU method for the last, I would say, almost... Nineteen years now, and my BSU is not five am or six am. My BSU is four am. Wow. So I've been waking up at four am religiously because I always say that okay. I would say that uh, it's okay if I use a little bit of a Hindi here because I'm not yes. able to use. Uh, so I'd say that okay if I'm feeling itchy, I'll say that khujli mujhe hai, to mitani bhi mujhe hi padegi. So if I'm feeling itchy, I need to scratch myself. So if I have so many dreams and if I want to achieve so much more, I need to work harder. Now, day will be 24 hours. I cannot expand that for myself alone. How do I expand it? So imagine when I wake up at 4 a.m. by 7 a.m., I've actually done it all for the day. So I have my time for my self-care. I plan my day. So thanks to your SWGV goal planner that we have now. So that has made it more systematic for us. But yes, before that also, one thing that I've always believed in is writing it down. Right. Because our minds, they go through 70,000 thoughts every day. And we think that, okay, ye main yad lunga, ye main yad lunga. no superman or superwoman can do that. that. So, yeah, And our ideas when they come to us, so, you know, now it's the time of the phones and we just do it on the notepads. But then earlier also, so if the number of diaries that I have in my house, I mean, it's unbelievable. So my mom always says that if she gives me an opportunity or if anybody comes and asks me, "Pile, what is it that you'd like to take in as a gift? I said, OK, buy me that diary or I'll say, OK, buy me that program that I would like to. Take and maybe I cannot afford it today and they were like are you really so diamonds are not my best friends for mm-hmm. sure so right. this is what I always believe in that and every day whatever I learn so my diary which I've had for many many years now one word that I learn every day I make a note of it so throughout the day we hear so many new words but there right. can be one word which impresses me and I make sure I make a note of it. So that, and 365 days, I have 365 new words in my vocabulary. And from a girl who actually could not speak proper English 20 years ago, I think today I make it enough and I can make it for myself. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. And so cool, like a word a day. And so 365 days, you have 365 words. Awesome. Totally, totally love that. So concluding question. Okay, concluding question. Thank you, of course, for being on this and, and being so open with your sharing. I've always said this, that you are like, like not only the top 1% when it comes to you know learning, but amongst that top 1%, you're in the top 1% when it comes to action, implementation, and doing whatever it takes. And I think that's that's fantastic. And that's never ever going to hold you back from doing and achieving whatever you want. I truly, truly believe that. So, one last concluding question your advice to anyone who's been smashed, bashed, and is on the verge of is being dashed and just needs to like flip. And just now move forward. So, your one piece of parting advice to anyone who's not in the best of places and needs to overcome and uh, succeed.
1: So, yes, you want to make it like one statement, but my friends say to, kitna bolti hai." So, obviously, I cannot stop. Make it, you okay. know, very small. Absolutely, yeah. Just elaborate. No worries. Yeah. So, a little bit that I would like to add is, as we said, that move on is something that I always said. So, one thing that I always say here is, nothing is so important that it will exist. So, as we say that will this matter to me tomorrow? So today, okay, maybe, you know, I today while I was driving, as since I got a little delayed for this podcast and while I was driving, actually somebody hit my car from the side. Oh, damn. And then what happened? What will happen? So I thought, will it really matter to me tomorrow to lose my mind on it? No, it does not. So that is similarly, there are multiple situations that come in life. Sometimes a client's order doesn't go well. Sometimes what things we plan. So anything, if it does not matter tomorrow, let it not spoil my today. That's one thing that I have made it my... Thing, and this I've learned from my son, actually. So I sometimes ask my son, am I raising you or you are raising me? So he comes up with such nice tips for me and he says, that, mom, it is not even important tomorrow. And the next thing that I say is like, as we are going ahead into a 10X journey, one statement that I remind myself always, so when it comes to business, my tip on my lip is 10X. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to myself and motivating myself, My tip on my lip is I'm enough. So I am enough is one statement that if you remember, nothing else falls short of it. So always remember my parting statement is morning, evening, night. Like I breathe, I breathe. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. So that's my statement for everybody, Gaurav.
0: Love that. Thank you so much. And again, just would like to congratulate you on... On, on Romy Romarsh and, and how you brought him up I mean this kid is going to be um, a model child uh, for sure he's already written a book he's he's not even 18 and his book is out and published and big things are going to happen for him and I think that is also going to be a testament to the amazing mother that you have been and how you brought him up even as a single mom I'm sure he's going to you proud and really really keenly watching his journey as well.
1: Thank you, so, Marav. And since you have added uh, Romy's name, I'll just take one statement here, because it is an answer to one of the questions that you asked me a few minutes back, right. that what is the kind of fear that you have? See, so one biggest fear of being a single parent is, you know, the world thinks that because we are single parent, we can't raise our children well. They feel that we don't give the best of it to our children. And... I would say that I take pride in this fact about my son and I've seen so many single parent children. They understand it and never hide your journey on your problems with your child. So this is one, I would say a suggestion or a piece of advice as a friend to all the other women who are listening that if you're going through some difficult time, don't hide it from your child thinking that, okay, my child should not see this. No, I always came to my son and I told him my problems because that will help them evolve. So don't try to, you know, have a victim mindset for yourself. No, he is your son. He's got to live the life. If good is happening to me, good will happen to him. But if I'm going through bad, he needs to know. So that's one thing that I would request all parents that make your children your friends. They are not your children. They are your friends.
0: An interesting approach indeed. And a lot of people would actually shelter their children and not let them know the hardships. And then... Sometimes when they come into the real world, it's not really kind on them. So I think that's also really good. good. We can't shadow them
1: forever. We can't like this whole podcast is about being smashed, bashed and yet not dashed. So when we are talking, so we need to let our children be smashed early on in life. So that, you know, what we are doing at this age, maybe if I'm planning my retirement at 45, if I allow my son see everything, our children could plan it earlier on and then put their life towards a better world.
0: So true. So true. So with that said, Pyle, thank you so very much for being so open, being so inspirational. Such, such real jewels of advice that you really put out there. And I'm sure people will come back to you once they've heard this. And they're definitely going to want to engage with you more. Stay blessed, stay powerful. I truly think you are one of those people who are in five years going to be the movers and shakers when it comes to the world of of training coaching mentoring and being inspirational just because of how open you are to always taking in yourself so you take care be strong
1: thank you so much and i owe a lot to you thank you so much for having me on this thank you
0: you. all right thank you so much thank